Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Laves. Thank you for that reading. Thank you, Doug, for that very, very kind introduction. I do love hearing kind introductions. In fact, I'm quite happy to sit there and hear them more and more. And then I feel that I need to repent for having enjoyed them so much. Um, it's a joy to be able to come and talk to you about inner city ministries. Uh, and I've probably gone the wrong way by the looks of things. Yes, yes, I have, yes. I'll probably need to be sorted out, Mike, yeah. Um, I, I become a technological cripple the moment I start to preach about anything. Uh, there we go, and it's that one. We'll get there in the end. We'll get there in the end. Draw it a bit closer. Have I turned this off? There we go. We're coming to, I loved hearing what we, we heard this morning and, and the joy of actually just being able to come and share with people who obviously have a mission heart because that's what we do at, in Inner City Ministries. And I'll tell you a little bit more about Inner City Ministries in a moment. Um, but it's all contained within this, this love of mission, this, this desire in your hearts and mind to actually go out and tell people, show people the good news about Jesus. And it was lovely hearing about the, the activity in Cambodia. Uh, about a year ago, Kitty and I went to, Kitty's my wife here, uh, my constant support and strength. Um, and um, we, we had a, a week's mission in Cambodia, and absolutely life-changing. It's just amazing. And it's wonderful to see that work continuing in other places. It's quite transforming. But as we heard this morning, um, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. And I just want to ask you, is, who are you praying for just at this moment that they might be saved? Might be a family member, might be a friend, somebody who lives next door, a colleague, somebody you meet regularly, your boss. We all need to pray for our bosses. That's important. Um, who are we praying to be saved? It could be somebody very unimportant. It could be somebody very important. But the point that we make is that that's where it begins. That's where all mission begins. All mission begins with the contact of our heart with the Father's heart. That's where it begins because it's the Father's heart that has the burden for salvation. We don't actually have it. It's the Father, his heart, that has the desire for us. Believe it or not, we are a big deal to God. We are a big deal in terms of salvation. He made us to be really important to him. So who are we praying for? And I pray that this morning that God shows you ways in which that prayer is being answered. And I emphasize that, is being answered. Not will be, is being. So that's where we begin. But the another little point is, and this is such a familiar verse, and I gave the other bit, <coughs> I, I think I, I foreshortened the reading. 
<coughs> That's probably my fault. How can they believe in the one that they have not heard? And how can they hear without somebody preaching? And how can somebody preach unless they're sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace? And this is very, very familiar to those people who are preaching about missions. How can this be done if they're not? And Paul is thinking about his own people, who he is desperate to bring into the kingdom. He's desperate for his people to know the gospel of Jesus because they don't know and they think they're saved, but they're not. And he's saying, how can that happen unless they're being preached to? And how can that preaching happen unless somebody goes? But I want to say to you, dear brothers and sisters, that we don't need to go anywhere. We're already here. We do not need to be sent. We're here already. We're where God wants us to be. God is not so much concerned with the geography of your feet, but the geography of your heart. Where we live and where we work and where we go and where we meet people is where God the gospel is. Because 90%, actually about 92% of Hong Kong's population don't know Jesus. We are well behind the, year, the, the world's average. The world's average is about one in, in, in three. In, in Hong Kong, it's much less than that. Hong Kong is a place where mission is needed. An illustration was given to me the other day. Uh, and, and I'll use it now. Uh, if, if you imagine an MTR train, MTR train, now you've got the Wampoa. Uh, okay, so we all know what we're talking about. It's not too far away now. Um, but an MTR train at, at uh, you know, peak time can, can hold about 2,000 people. Okay? That's a lot of people on one train. Now then, on the basis of that figure, let's say that train is, is hurtling towards a disaster. There's a, a, a massive accident going to happen. Of that 2,000 people, only 200 people will live. Okay? 1,800 people will die. Now then, okay, yeah, that's serious. That's pretty bad odds. But now I want you to think that you're amongst the 200 people that are going to live. Oh, good. Except for the fact that amongst those 1,800 people who are going to die, there are friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, people you know, people you like. Ah, hmm. That's not so funny. That's not so good. That's not so. Okay. Now the third addition I'm going to put that is that amongst you are amongst the 200 people who are hurtling towards that disaster and you know how to prevent it. So you can actually save. You have the means to prevent the disaster. And that is mission. It is actually no joke. That's where what we do. Now, I have to say, I'm not a particularly good missionary. My, my little clip at the back is falling off. 
No, it's all right. Don't worry, Mike. Uh, thank you very much. I, ah, I'm well clipped now. That's it. You always need the pastor's assurance. That's what I tell you. Thank you, Mike. Love you. Okay. That's what we do. Yeah, I'm not a particularly great man. I get a bit tongue-tied. <laughs> you might say, what are you preaching now? You get tongue-tied? Yeah. I do. One-on-one. I like to tell you about it. You know. And I, I get tongue-tied, and, and I then get a bit complicated. Whereas my wonderful staff, Caroline or Dupa or Dana, they're like, you know, like shooting arrows. They just go straight for it. And they, want, they will hang on to a person for a couple of hours until that person gives their lives to Jesus. We've had 60 people come to Jesus, come to Jesus this year. That's one-on-one. One-on-one. That's absolutely stunning. So that's what we do. We engage, we equip, we transform through the gospel of Jesus. That's our task. Three words in inner city ministries. We're a very small one-horse organization. We, in Yamate, you don't have to go to Cambodia. You can come to Yamate. It's a little bit better off, but some bits of it are the same. This is our area. I don't know whether you can see it very clearly. But uh, Temple Street, yes, Reclamation Street. And what people know of Temple Street is the market. What people don't know is the floors above is where the brokenness really is. Because actually that's where the brothels are, that's where the the drugs are sold and stuff like that. That Temple Street and, and Reclamation Street... Uh, and that the whole Yamate area, once you get above street level, isn't very pleasant. And that's where our people live, the Nepalese people. They, the kids very often run up and down uh, uh, you know, the streets of, uh, uh, that I've just mentioned. You know, they're, they're living next door to places that they, you wouldn't want your children living next door to, really. Um, but just a little bit further down the road from us, there was an area uh, just under the, the, the uh, uh, overpass, and um, we call that downtown. Um, basically homeless, mostly Nepalese, uh, single people. There is one small family down there. There's uh, quite a lot of uh, drug addicts uh, amongst them. Um, interestingly, it's just next to the police station. This always amuses me a bit, because this is where all the drugs are bought and sold, uh, but next to the police station. Uh, okay, a different world maybe, um, but nevertheless, uh, they're, they're, they live in boxes and whatever, and uh, we, uh, our staff go down there at least um, uh, every so often, but at least once or twice a month, just to distribute food, uh, warm clothes. We try and make it so that it's something that they can't sell, because if they sell it, they will use the money to buy drugs. Uh, but the other intention is that we, we try to uh, encourage them, and Emmanuel, one of our uh, young members of staff, he, he encourages them to try and get to Operation Dawn, which is a rehabilitation center uh, just off Sai Kung. And we are trying to make sure that we have programs in place to uh, protect those who come out of rehabilitation. But our main work, in the main, is is really to do this, to build lasting relationships, to teach and empower, and to share the gospel. Um, we, 
the gospel is best shared through relationships. The I, and, and one of the things I loved about the, the, the Cambodia video that we saw earlier, it, it was all about relationships. It's all about relationships, all about the fact that you matter, the other person matters. That's what mission is. Jesus is about people's heart, about moving heart to heart, the Father's heart, our heart. It's not about what we say. It's about who we are. And we, so, so that's what we do. We build relationships with children, with families, uh, with women through the sewing, uh, sewing uh, activities and so on. So here's some photographs. Again, I don't know whether you're going to be able to see them very clearly, but it doesn't matter. Um, I put them in there anyway. Okay, so we're out on the street occasionally on uh, Temple Street. We do that once a month. Um, the, uh, our home fellowship go down. We have an out Christmas outreach uh, in, in Saikong Park to about two or 300 people. Uh, we do go out from our place because we're nine floors up, and that tends to make us feel a bit nine floors above relevance. So we, we try to go out. And there is a, a real sense in our staff to go, to go out to people, to build relationships, to have opportunity to bring them in. Um, we're moving on gradually. Uh, yeah, equipping. We try to equip. One of my key roles is to try and ensure that our staff and our young people are equipped for ministry. I do quite a bit of teaching, Bible teaching, theology teaching, so on and so forth, as well as occasionally mending the toilets or trying to get the computers to work or whatever else falls uh, my way. Um, but the idea is to equip, to enable to enable people to go out to teach others, to, create, to work in and with our Nepalese brothers and sisters. Uh, there are 14 Nepalese churches in Yamate and Yunlong. Uh, they, they tend to get hit a little bit by division. So the idea is that we, if we teach, and many of our young adults are actually part of their worship teams or their preaching teams, their teaching teams. So the idea of equipping, but it's not just a theological equipping, we teach our ladies to sew. And those, the things that they sew clothe children in orphanages in countries that are desperate. And they're given away freely. It's God's economy. You do something, you give it away. You give it away to somebody who's got nothing. And so those people who are still very poor are making things for those who are even poorer. It's just a win-win situation. And so we move, and, and you know, we, we have uh, quite a lot of teens and youth and young people. Um, we're gradually building up our, our infrastructure with our young people and our teens. So next year, instead of just having one week residential course in the summer and meeting every week, we're, we're, we're going to take them on weekend retreats and uh, do much more to try and expand that so we grow. Uh, you just grow in the relationship to make them feel as though they want to be there. Teenagers need to want to be there. They don't necessarily want to be talked at because they are talked to or at all day, every day. So they don't want to come and have that on the weekend. They want to do something else. And so that's what we're trying to do. And we, there's a very strong gang and drug culture amongst the, the, the teens and older um, 
Uh, youth in Nepal means anything up to the age of 50. Uh, I'm sadly no longer youth, which <laughs> grieves me a tad, but um, I, I'm, I'm not. But anyway, um, so, but there's a, quite a strong gang culture, and we're trying to work against that by giving them an alternative culture. So transforming is an important thing. We can use football to do it, football teams. We had a football team last year. Didn't win anything, but we did. Um, and they don't look at me for that sort of thing. I am not a sports icon. I might be a fashion icon, but I am not, but I am not a sports icon. People do not look at me for physical fitness. Uh, okay, but we have amazing things. And the things that Doug and your lovely, lovely youth were involved in is getting our kids in. And they sing songs and you spend the whole week doing VBS. And I have to say to you, Bless you, church, and bless you, Doug, for the treasure that your young people were in mixing with our kids. Because our kids are not terribly easy. They're all over the place. And just fabulous. But that is a relationship that they won't forget. That's mission. And it's just beautiful when you see the result of mission in the changed hearts of those who are broken. So, that's what we do. That's inner city ministry. And, and we love the contact we have with everyone here, even though you've only just met us in some cases. Some of you actually know us quite well. But I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you that we know that we don't operate alone. And that's true for everybody in Campania and everybody you, you support because one of the things about mission or one of the things about Christian ministry and every pastor knows this is you can feel very alone now you know you're not but sometimes you need a hug from another Christian sometimes you need and that's why God put us together because we're the bit that support each other we are the heart that God uses to encourage each other. So don't ever stop praying for. Don't ever stop thinking about it. And even if you think about it, you're on the MTR, and of course you're praising God because you've got your arm up there like that. That's one of the great ways to praise God on the MTR without letting people know much. You know, go, oh, Lord, our God. That was fabulous, by the way. It's like, oh, Lord, our God. When I, okay, just remember that. You can, or if you're really on the, on the KCR, you can do both. Oh, Lord, our God. Okay. Just remember, you can praise God in the middle of 2,000 people. It's not a problem. I have done it. People wonder whether I need locking up, but I've done it. Um, but mission is the responsibility of every Christian. And this is something that I know you know, and I've come here to encourage you as part of this. Because very often we get the idea that mission somehow is only for those people who are specially trained. No, it isn't. It's a responsibility everyone. Because God's put on our heart a very, very simple message of being good news. Not speaking good news, but being good news. Okay, why? Because Jesus comes and says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay, so he's got all authority. There is no other authority. There might be powers and all sorts of other things, but there's no other authority than that of Jesus. And he downloads that authority to us. 
All he needs us to do is to be available. It's nothing to do with our ability, but our availability. And he says to us, go, make disciples, teaching them to obey all that I've taught you. Baptize them. Every single person, this I believe, I don't know whether I'm moving against church doctrine, but I believe that every single Christian has the right to baptize at least one other person in their life. If you've never done it, do it. Try not to do it when they're in the middle of the street and they're not yet, you know, I'm going to baptize you! Because they, you know, whoo! Okay. I did actually see a, a, a video the other day, I'm just sure this completely, in, in the Eastern Orthodox Church, there's a bowl, and the baby is dipped like that in the water. Head first, bottom first. Head, bottom, at least three times. And the baby comes out, and and you think, scarred for life. (laughs) And I'll never swim. Okay, but anyway, (laughs) baptism should be a wonderful experience. Okay, but nevertheless, we're told that to to go, to just do it. Just do it. We should be Nike Christians. Just do it. Don't think about it. If I think about exercise, I just have to lie down until it goes away. If I just do it, I'm fine. Just do it. Now, how do we do it? You see, Jesus never leaves us with the go if he hasn't told us how. And he does. Okay. You don't need special stuff. You don't need special stuff to be a missionary. You just need to be there. When you enter a house, say, peace be upon this house. So when you go and you talk to somebody, peace, you're, you're saying shalom. Now, now, you're not talking about peace as we understand it. Okay. Never as a Christian understand that peace from God is what the world means by peace. It doesn't. Peace in, in, in the human terms is a negative word. You're all thinking, what's he mean? It means no noise, no war, no interruption. So when, you know, when you've got peace on your door, it means go away, I'm writing my sermon. Peace in God's terms is wholeness, restoration, shalom. That's what peace means. It means I am with you. That's what peace means. It's not the children have gone to bed. Peace is something always new in God's economy. So that's our, that's our first task, to go and stay, to be there. That's why I said mission is about being where you are, not going somewhere else. Mission is about where your heart is, where you are. So many of us Christians think that we've got to go and be somewhere else. You don't... I mean, it's wonderful to go to Cambodia, but you don't have to be there to be a missionary. You're a missionary now. You go missionary this afternoon. You're a missionary tomorrow morning. Now, how is this possible? 
Because the next thing that Jesus says is stay there. Don't move around. Don't, in other words, be stable. Boy, does this world need stability. It needs people who've got their feet firmly rooted in the only solid thing that we actually know, which is Jesus. Money? Uh-uh. Security? Uh-uh. Uh, political correctness? <laughs> no longer. We'll <laughs> be voting Winnie the Pooh in soon. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there you go. Um, we eat what is offered. In other words, and sharing a meal, that's how we build relationships, sharing food with people. And I've always thought there can be more in a Christian looking at a colleague and thinking, they're not having a good day, and just going up and saying, you okay? A cup of coffee? A cup of tea? Can I get you something? Okay, I'll just go get it. Or seeing somebody and saying, Things not good. All right. Can I pray for you? I've never known anybody say no. Partly because they haven't got a clue what you're talking about. You know, they go, uh, yeah. I mean, but don't be weird. When you pray, try talking like you do to your wife or your, your friends. And don't, you don't normally adopt a different voice. Oh, hello, my dear, how are you? Um, you know, oh, don't, don't get all our Father which art in heaven about it, okay? People suddenly adopt this strange voice. And don't do that. Don't get weird and don't get odd and don't wave your hand about. Just talk to them and say, Father God, thank you for this person. And just give them what they need to know. And you know what they need. Thank you, Jesus. Love this person and pour them full of joy. Amen. And they will be quite relieved to know that prayer is quite normal. It's a normal thing to do. It's as normal as breathing. It's what breathes life into our spiritual life. And what you've just done is breathe spiritual life because it's not you doing it. You've opened the floodgates for the Holy Spirit to go do something. You don't offer that cup of coffee or that prayer not going to happen. You'll have to wait for somebody else. So the how is really actually quite simple. It really is very, very basic. Don't get distracted. Ah, Satan's desire is to get us distracted and boy has he got us distracted. Hong Kong, when we, you know, when people get to heaven, there's going to be a whole lot of people walking around like this saying, I don't know, it's gone. Uh, there's nothing there anymore. What am I going to do? The phone's gone missing. Uh, you know, people with injuries all over their head because they're banging into doors and walls because they're looking at the phone. We, we, it's got us distracted. Don't forget distracted. That's why Jesus said, don't, don't talk to anybody on the road. Sounds quite rude when he says, go out, disciples, but don't talk to people on the road. In other words, don't get distracted. If, so, if God says to you, go talk, and he'll be a whisper... You, you'll just get an idea. Oh, I think I better go and talk to Fred. I'll go and talk to my. I'll go and talk to my mum. I'll talk to my son. I'll go and talk to this person. I, immediately, uh, something will distract you. Don't. Be alert. Be alert. 
Secondly, bring peace. Oh, do we need peace? Shalom? Bless? Bless people. Oh, I'd like to be a blessing. Are you a blessing? I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a blessing? You know, there are two types of people, radiators and drains. Now, a radiator walks into the room and everybody feels warmth. They're pleased that that person has arrived. They're radiating. Or are you a drain? You suck the life. <laughs> and people go, oh, God, they've arrived. Radiate. Bring peace. Stay and eat. Now, I'm not very good at this. I've always... I always want to go on to the next thing, and God keeps going, stay where you are. Don't move. Because he has to hit me. I, I, I don't listen otherwise. Um, stay. Have a cup of coffee. Eat with people. Talk with them. Engage them. Stay and eat. Invite people in. It doesn't matter if you haven't talked about Jesus all night, but you've enjoyed a glass of wine. The very fact that God is in your heart will enable you to know what the next step is. Minister. That's just what we've been talking about. Minister. Now, it, it says go and heal. Healing starts at every single level. We're not talking about making somebody's leg longer or, or getting them out of a wheelchair, but that is the right of every Christian. We are given authority to do that. We are given authority to cast out demons. We are given authority to raise the dead. But we're given the most immediate authority to bring healing into people's lives. Not by praying, but by, well, yes, by praying, but by being there. Be not just a blessing, but be a healing and lastly, then you speak. You see, people will... We get talked at all the time. We got political chit-chat going all the time. We got lots of talk. We got lots of information, lots of talk, lots of talk. And people are getting very suspicious of lots of talk because they don't see what should be backing it up. I, in, 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 in the kingdom, it's who we are that will give the message that is then backed up by the word that we speak. If our lives are not mask, uh, uh, just simply revealing the fruit of the Spirit. That's why, that's why Jesus talked about fruit. Uh, I love this illustration. Fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. Self-control is the one I find most difficult. Um, okay, but love, joy, peace, patience. Okay, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's what comes out of you because you are growing in God. Now, that is very natural to every single one of you. You are, have got fruit growing out of you. Did you know? You're all sitting there. You have fruit growing out of you. Okay, yeah? Cool. Now, when a mango tree produces mango, it doesn't have to go, Mango! Funnily enough, a mango tree has no difficulty at all producing a mango. It's like natural. You know, you don't have to persuade a peach tree to produce peaches. Really? Oh, peach, please, please, please. You bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and that's what people see. You're different. 
We're different. There's something about you that somebody else wants. There's something about, and that's, that's actually something about inner city ministry. Inner city ministries, the, the, the staff particularly, whom I love, they're our family. There's something about them that you want. It's just something about them that you want. And so, you'll be glad to know, coming into land. Last thing that you take away, other than the fact that you've got to be a Nike Christian, just do it. So it was a good thing to remember. Mission is about being good news. That's where you begin. Bring good news. Preach good news. Because, bless you, brothers and sisters, our world, our Hong Kong, our immediate neighborhood, Wampoa, is desperate for good news. The good news of Jesus. The good news that God loves every single one that we mix in in the MTR. Every single human being that's wandering around. And the grief is that they don't know how loved they are. And they will remain broken until they know. And we know. So let's be good news. Bring good news. Proclaim good news. Hallelujah. Amen.